0: the top 10% lead by example. How do you lead an organization and the people in it? My name is Desi Mayer and I've been doing both of these for over 15 years. Now it's time for me to give back and help leaders across the country. In this podcast, I share the lessons that I've learned from competing at the highest of levels in sports and small business. Buckle up. It's time to lead. Business is a game, just like leadership. There are winners, there are losers, there are people that are in the bottom 10%, there's people in the top 10%. So today I want to talk about what does the top 10% look like? So we have been blessed to have been able to work with some of the top echelon in multiple different industries, uh, specifically the tree industry as well as the orthodontic industry. So today I'm going to lay out eight critical components that we have found that the best, the top 10%. Of businesses have figured out so let's talk about a small business is the backbone of our economy is the backbone of America it drives innovation it drives competition what do they all have in common that do it the best well the first thing is leadership They have the best leadership. If you want to know what is the separator, what is the differentiator, in the top 10% to the middle, to the bottom, it is leadership. So let's talk about it. Component number one is visionary leadership. They have a visionary leader. They can see more and more, and they can see more before, as John Maxwell Puts it. They can talk about the direction of the company. They compel they have a compelling vision. They know what they want. They know what it will look like, what it will sound like. They can use their five senses. They can take you there and explain it. And give you the why behind it. And they can foster that sense of purpose and commitment around building that vision and aligning that vision. That's the next thing that they do well is they can align the vision with the day-to-day operations. They can put that towards the common goal and how their team plays a role in that. It is the driving success. And growth tool that a visionary leader uses is aligning the vision to the everyday operations. And maybe it's a five-year vision, a 10-year vision, but they can tie the, now, the here and now to that vision. And that's a good visionary leader. The second component is is transparent communication so we're talking about our rules of the game of leadership here which is inform update and clarify one of those pillars being honesty and truth so the top 10% of business leaders the ones that have it figured out have open and transparent communication they recognize the power of effective communication when it comes to building trust fostering collaboration driving productivity productivity is a key productivity 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 and you need good communication in order to have good productivity transparent leaders provide regular updates On company performance, that's inform, update, and clarify on a regular basis. They give the information that is needed and that is actively, they seek feedback, okay? They ask for feedback. They run the feedback loop of what we call it and what what am I doing well? What can I do better? What would help me start or stop Um, and help us to become more effective? Always asking for that feedback. This creates a culture of openness of collaboration. It enables employees to feel uh, more valued. The engagement levels go up and those employees are motivated to do their best and to contribute to the overall cause. So we have visionary leadership. We have transparent communication. Number three, the top 10% of leaders in any industry and small business, they have this figured out. They embrace Failure as a learning opportunity. Failing forward, as John Maxwell puts it, in the realm of absolute accountability, which is the accountability that we believe in. Failure is seen as a stepping stone to growth and improvement. Always looking to get better. The top of the top of the top. Understand that mistakes will happen, it's not if, it's when, and they will encourage their team to take risks and to fail more often so that they can learn. Instead of assigning blame, they focus on understanding what went wrong and how to prevent These same issues from happening in the future. Look, they point the thumb, not the finger. They take absolute accountability of anything and everything around them that affects the mission and the team and themselves. This provides and fosters a culture of continuous improvement, continuous learning, continuous innovation, and adapting, which ties into one other of the rules. Of leadership. Number four, the top 10%, empower and develop other people. So this is called distribute and empower. That's the rule of the game of leadership. Exceptional leaders understand that their success is directly tied to growth and development of their team. They invest in their team. They invest in their leaders, not just for a specific skill set, but also The skill set of leadership, the skill set of teamwork, of team building. So many times we get so many people that we work with that they were promoted to be a leader. They had a specific skill set and they were very good at it. So they now were promoted to be the leader of a group of people who have that skill set. But the thing that is always missing is that they are not provided the new skill set training of leadership in that new role of being a leader. And it is always missed, it is always a huge gap that we are seeing over and over again. These leaders empower their employees by giving autonomy and trusting them with responsibilities. Now, the only way you're going to delegate well is if you trust. You have to trust in two things, you gotta trust in their character and you have to trust in their competence. You can't do that overnight, you gotta put the work in, spend the time with them and train them. We, they invest in specific training and development programs to enhance the skills and the knowledge of their employees. Look, they allow them and challenge them and push them to reach their full potential. You want a culture of growth, you want a culture of empowerment. You build a team that is motivated, that is engaged, and that is committed to the overall mission, which also you need to clarify and make sure that it is simple. Component number five, absolutely critical here, piece of leadership. They lead by example. The top 10% lead by example. They are the values. They are the behaviors. They are the mission. They are the core values. They they are what they are preaching, okay? They demonstrate the integrity, the professionalism, the work ethic. Whatever it is that they deem important, right, because this can alter, they do that. They are are not up in their ivory tower um, barking out the orders. They are also in the trenches, Doing the thing that they talk about, doing the mission, doing the um, the purpose. They know the why. They connect the dots. They are the example. That right there, it inspires their team. It inspires action. It inspires people to give their best. It helps to maintain a high standard of performance because the leader has a high standard of performance for themselves. It instills that work ethic, it rolls up the sleeves of what you're trying to get done and involves it in the day-to-day operations of the business. That is how you want to lead by example. Critical component number six is accountability. Accountability, we love accountability here. We love absolute absolute accountability. That lies at the heart of the top 10% of all small businesses leaders that foster a culture of accountability where everyone takes ownership of their actions and their out- uh, and their outcomes they take accountability they point the thumb not the finger there are clear expectations there are set performance metrics and they hold each other individually and collaboratively accountable for the results Creating a culture of responsibility and accountability ensures that the team will understand their role and contribute to their role, which also helps the mission to win, which helps the team to win, which creates happy employees, engaged employees. And the domino effect is for the good, is for the powerful. Critical component number seven. Building strong relationships. Let's come back to our number one rule of the game of leadership, which is unite and support. It is a leader's job to unite the team and support the team and make sure that the team is pulling themselves together more and more and that the team is supporting each other. That is the top priority. The paramount of uniting support is relationships. Building strong relationships. Relationships trump the chain of command. Relationships are the prioritization, number one, of a leader. We're talking about employees, the customers, the stakeholders, the team, all of the above. They put in the time. They put in the effort. They understand the needs, the aspirations of the team, the mission of the team and each person in it. They foster a sense of belonging And loyalty they know each other well they know each other's mission well they know each other's role well they're always asking how can I help you how can you help me how can we do this together to be successful the leaders that build strong relationships recognize that it is the foundation of success and growth it trumps everything relationships can get things done that nothing else can unity is the strongest force known to mankind. The last but not least critical component, number eight of the top 10%, what does the top 10% in small business look like, is they can adapt to change. I love this one. It is another rule of the game of leadership, which is innovate and adapt. It's a mindset And everything is changing. Like, that's the only norm is change. Okay. We need to be agile. We need to be adaptable when it comes to our business strategy, when it comes to our leadership strategy, when it comes to our tactics. When we get down granular, we have to embrace the change. We always have to be looking ahead. Of the game, we have to be looking ahead of our competition. We have to be looking at technology. We have to be looking at strategy, at tactics. There always are going to be new ways to achieve victory. There's gonna be new people, there's gonna be new technology, there's gonna be a lots of different, uh, I mean, 101 different things that we can do differently to always be improving, but we have to be willing to innovate and adapt in order to stay ahead of the game in our industry, in our competition, in leadership, and in business. So, let me leave you with this. Where do you fall on this spectrum What is your organization like when it comes to these eight things? What needs to change? What needs to to sustain? What are you already doing well? Look, at the end of the day, you're the leader. It is on you. Take absolute accountability of your actions, of your mindsets. Follow the rules of the game. This is what the top 10% look like. This is what they act like. This is what they do well. Why wouldn't we follow their lead?